You are listening to The Dr. Kinney Show, and I'm your host, Erin Kinney, a naturopathic doctor and speaker who's passionate about teaching you how to understand what is happening in your body, why your body is reacting the way it is, and how to make the appropriate changes in your life to get your body back into balance. Something I've learned from my private practice is that the more patients know about their health, the more likely they are to make better diet and lifestyle choices, which ultimately leads them to a faster recovery. Each week, you are going to learn actionable tips, tricks, and teachings from myself, along with the help of top experts in the holistic health community, so that you can make better informed decisions about your body and your healthcare. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Dr. Kinney Show. This week, I'm really excited to have joining me Dr. Ashley Dwyer, who is a pharmacist and founder of Team BDN Coaching. And we're going to have a super fun chat today. Ashley, it's so fun to have you here. Thank you so much for being here today. Yay, I'm super excited. I know we were just talking about like putting it off, but I was like, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, we, we've rescheduled that. a bunch of times. It's very hard when you have two very busy schedules to try to get like, together to, to record. So so why don't we start by sharing your journey? Because you've had such a cool, interesting one. So I'd love to hear from start to finish. Like, how did you get to where you are? Yeah. So I started going into pharmacy school, like becoming a pharmacist. And that was, you know, when I was in high school, I loved math and science and wanted to be in the healthcare field to help people, right? Like, that's why we get into this field. And then you go through the schooling and you realize once you step into the field, that's not always possible in the way that you imagine. So for for example, I graduated and became a retail pharmacist. And retail is very difficult. It's very stressful. There's not enough time. There's not enough help. You become burnt out to the max, much less being able to help your patients, right? So totally. it, it quickly became kind of morally contradictory of what I really wanted to do and what I was able to do. And in the meantime of being in pharmacy school and becoming a pharmacist, I went through, you know, my own health issues. And then I was also in pharmacy school competing in like bodybuilding competitions. So not actual bodybuilding, but like the bikini and PC bikini. So you're you're starving yourself. It's not healthy. It's not healthy by any means, but it made me really fall in love with nutrition and fitness and like seeing how the body can change. So that was step one, right? And then you, it's important because it's how I got to my health issues. So Graduated pharmacy school, started working in like a Walgreens pharmacy, very crazy. Yeah. And I got like, I was 27, 27, 28. And I remember just feeling like absolute crap. Like, oh, wow. no matter yeah. how much caffeine I had, I was, yeah, could narcoleptically fall asleep. Oh, <laughs> just exhausted. Oh my God. Exhausted. My hair was like shedding like crazy. And Mm. there were so many other symptoms at the time. And now I'm like thinking about it eight years later, seven years later, like what did I feel? But massive anxiety, just in insanity. So I went to the doctor and I was like, what is going on? I need blood tests. Like I need, and I was keeping up with my, my health anyway, or what I thought was healthy at the time. Right. I competed. So I was still trying to eat very, very clean. I still wanted that body aesthetic. So I get my lab work done and it's all over the place. Like mm. insulin super high, cortisol super high. Oh, wow. Hormones are basically menopausal. And how I'm old so- were you? You were in your 20s? I was like 27. Yeah. Yeah. I was on birth control. So it's not even like a clear reading, right? And then my thyroid was subclinical. So normal, but low but not T3. O- not optimal. Yep. 
not optimal because you think about hair shedding and you're like, okay, well, here's, you know, an issue, stress. <laughs> so thyroid, lots of things. Yeah, right. Like all the things. So my doctor at the time, just a regular PCP, and I didn't know much at this. This is why I've come to do what I do now is because he took me off of birth control, slammed me on Synthroid immediately. Oh, yeah. Like there wasn't really a lifestyle change intervention, right? Gotcha. Yeah. And once you, you know, once you get put on thyroid meds, it then becomes like the hardest struggle to get off of thyroid meds sometimes. Well, so- sometimes that can be the case if if you're not doing the other the other work, right? Right, which I wasn't. Yeah. I was yeah. just like, okay, cool, this will help. And then you, you know, they start adding more T4 and then we need T3. And then we like, you know, I went through what two, I think it's in one of my bios, like three PCPs, two endocrinologists. And if I go to a doctor and I'm like, hey, can you tell me about like, iodine supplementation or something, and they don't have an opinion on it or don't know about it. I'm like, I'm not comfortable talking yeah. <laughs> like any like naturopathic strategies. Right. So endocrinologists finally got into functional medicine doctors and started making necessary lifestyle changes, like eating more, backing off of training, sleeping, eating more carbs. I was like the low carb for a while, not yeah. keto or anything, but just like, yeah, not as much as I should mm-hmm. for my exercise output. And finally started doing much, much, much better. And now I'm like, okay, I essentially ran my body into the ground, which is what my blood work showed. I needed to not do that. Instead, I'm on, I'm still on thyroid meds. Like I'm still lowering my dose all the time now because we're doing all the things correctly. So one day, <laughs> one day. One day. Well, and I, you know, I talk about this a lot. We talk about thyroid. If, if you have to take a little bit of thyroid hormone while you're working towards it, that's not necessarily, you don't need to beat yourself up about that. You know, like yeah. sometimes, sometimes the body needs a little, a little bit of help while you're, again, while you're continuing to do the lifestyle changes. I don't, I never think it's bad to, to have the, 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 the shame about doing any choice that you've made in your, your, your health decision, right? You might, you might later on learn, okay, maybe that I could have had a better choice, but it's all part of your process and it's part of your journey. Right. Right. And you learn right. something through every decision. And so, you know, if, if you're listening and you're taking thyroid hormone, and you're like, Oh my God, should I not be? It's fine. totally okay. No, it's you know, fine. It's, and we're, we're here to educate, educate you on how maybe you might not need as much or here's some other things that could enhance your body's, you know, whatever symptom it is that you're struggling with that maybe the meds not helping or, you know, like that, it, that, you know, all, all, all choices are okay. And that, but there are sometimes choices that could optimize or enhance your performance. A hundred percent. And I think where like we were kind of speaking privately before of how you need a patient advocate, right? Like you said, yes. like you, if I had someone on the side who was like, no, or what I knew now, like a me back then yeah. would have been like, no, you're just subclinical. Like your T3 is low when you have low body fat and you're dieting yeah. anyway, like we can get that back up. We don't need meds. Yeah. It would have been different, but yeah. this is, this is the journey and how I got to where I am. And now we just my mission is no longer pharmacy. It's more, you know, holistic nutrition, lifestyle changes, and trying to get us working efficiently instead of crash dieting and and doing yeah. Yeah. all of that. Well, let's talk a little bit about crash dieting, not eating enough, overtraining, and like what that does. You know, can you maybe speak from your perspective on what that does to the body? Oh, it's this is one of the biggest favorite. mistakes I see women make all the time when they're trying to lose weight, they're trying to feel better, they don't eat enough. And they're killing themselves with exercise. And they're like, I don't know why I feel like, you know, I'm so tired and I can't sleep and I have anxiety. I'm like, well, you're not eating. And you're, you know, so these, these are like paramount, really simple things you can do that make you feel really good. So I want to hear your perspective on it. 
Well, I always like to say too, I'm like, listen, it's it's not your fault. Like we're just doing what we think we should be doing, right? Like yes. we're doing what's always been touted to us, like eat less, move more, right? Like calories yep. in versus calories out. But, <laughs> but yes. especially for women, hormonal balance and hormonal like happiness is so key. And we mostly spend our entire lives in a diet. We hear 2000 calories and we're like, that's extreme. I could never eat that much. So we usually chill around 12 to 1400 when we're trying to lose weight. Right. And if anyone's heard the saying, like, that's what a toddler needs to, to survive. It is right. Yeah. And your body is literally doing that. It's surviving off of that, not thriving. So we focus a lot on metabolic adaptation and metabolic, like, healthfulness, right? So if you think of your body as a machine that needs fuel, like an engine, then the fuel is the calories. If you are not providing enough fuel, it is going to conserve energy all around. The way that our our body works, you know, if it goes into a flight or flight response, fight or flight response, which under eating does to our body because it thinks we're in a famine. It thinks we're not getting enough food. Then we're adding training onto it and overtraining at that. No rest days or recovery we're just stressing our body out to the max. And that's not even including outside stress, like work, relationships, you know, yep. kids, all of that. Yep. So you've chronically elevated cortisol, which then downregulates the other systems in the body, like your thyroid, like your sex hormones. At that point, sex hormones are a luxury. Procreation is yep. a luxury, not a yep. given. Right? You're either making sex hormones or stress hormones, which I say this all the time. The body doesn't want to make both. I love it. Exactly. So, you know, a lot of women are also on birth control. So you don't even know if you're having a healthy cycle or not. You don't yeah. even know yeah. what is going on. You're just having withdrawal bleeds and thinking we're good, right? So you see a lot more PCOS happening. You see a lot more just stress response illnesses. And, and that's why we're so tired. There's not enough energy to fuel what you need. So it's just, it's the very... There's a very thin line and I had to learn it the hard way. And, you know, I, training is great, but you have to balance the stressors. You have to, you know, if you're going to train five days a week, I need you sleeping eight to nine hours a night. Yeah. I need you eating enough, right? Or, like, or rest or building. It's like building in if you're going to be doing that much physical. I, I always say that you need to feed your needs, right? You need to feed yeah. the needs of your body with, with rest and with food. And if you're, you know, if you're training for something or your job load has gotten really high and you're working 15 hour days, you need to eat more and you need to also make sure whatever weekend or rest time that you do have that you're not, you know, helping a friend move or you're not running right. around over. You need to be like on the couch, reading a book, chilling out. Like, you know, you need to have built in rest time or meditation or other practices that calm the nervous system down. Exactly. That was a good point. You kind of just said something and it was like, well, something we don't talk about either is it needs to be a good time to go into a diet. So if you said your workload is increased or maybe you're moving or going through a divorce or just something that's really stressful, a diet is going to make that 10 times worse, yeah. the stress on your body. So it's not always a good time to just like shed a few pounds, right? Or drop yeah. a calorie down. Well, and typically the body won't. I mean, I see this a lot. People come no, in and they're gain. like, they're like, oh my gosh, I've been on this diet. And like, I just, I, I'm either it's not, nothing's happening. And, and I always use this analogy and I've, I've mentioned this on the show before multiple times. I like to pretend that the body is like a house, right? Okay. And the weight that you want to lose is like a basement closet filled with junk, right? So in your everyday life of managing your house, and you've got people coming over for dinner, you're going to keep your kitchen clean. You're going to keep your bathrooms clean. You're not going to clean out your basement closet if you've got someone coming over for every meal. 
what you need to clean out your basement closet is time and you need energy. So like in order to get rid of fat cells, I would say it takes metabolic energy. Like it Mm -hmm. takes cellular energy to remove and process fat cells to get rid of toxins, to detox, to do any of the things that we want to do. It takes cellular energy. And if you don't, if the cellular energy is going elsewhere, you're not going to lose weight. So like the rest component and the fueling your cells and fueling your mitochondria, which is why, you know, a lot of supplementation is helpful because it actually helps to fuel the, like it gives the mitochondria the energy that it needs to make ATP. And without that, your body's, it's just not going to get rid of fat cells. It's like, no, that's, that's not, that's not important to me right now. That is a basement closet filled with junk. That is not vital. Like that's not going to affect the guests that are coming over for dinner tonight. So it's just going to be like, nope, we're not doing that. I like that analogy. I, I never, I haven't heard that before, but I like it. And I also, I mean, not only are we not going to put energy towards that, but when your body doesn't feel safe, right? Yes. It's, yes. it's that stored body fat. So. Yes. Yes. And so, so I, I, I like to continue on the analogy when the body doesn't feel safe, because I, I end up, I ended up diagnosing a lot of women with infectious things like Lyme or chronic Epstein-Barr. And oh, that's yeah. usually the reason that they're not, maybe not losing. If, if they're doing, if they are sleeping and they are getting rest and they are eating enough and they're still not losing or still not, you know, their body still doesn't feel the way they want it to feel. Something like that, an internal infection will keep the body in a fight flight state. And it's like someone knocking at the door, someone trying to break into your house 24 seven which if that's the case, also, you're not cleaning out your basement closet because you're going to no. be, you're going to be up. Like, so if you're in fight, flight or stress mode, again, you're not, you're, you're in stress mode. You're not, you're not relaxed. You don't have the time and the luxury to go and be like, oh, let's get rid of these fat cells. A hundred percent. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just a nice way to, I was, I, I love to think in metaphors because I feel like it's an easy way for you listeners or anyone to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. What's, what's happening? My body was a house. What's happening right now? Do I have enough energy to like paint the shutters, which would be like, you know, grow my hair long and my eyelashes long and keep my skin pretty or, you know, or are we really focused on, you know, like the internal stuff? Like, are we, are we redoing the kitchen or the laundry room or, you know, like that, you know, which would be like the bowels or the kidneys or, you know, the vital functioning of a house. I love that even like the paint, the shot, it's so crazy because it all ties together. Like if so many women will take numerous hair, skin and nail vitamins, right? But yes. really you just need to eat enough and eat Yeah, enough. yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to eat enough protein. You need to feed your needs again, right? Like you got to make sure you're feeding your needs. And yeah. yeah, so let's go into like, what does it look like? What, you know, and when you're working with someone, like what are the things that you really focus on mostly with diet stuff? Yeah. So what we were kind of just going over is our bread and butter client who's trying to lose weight. They've been in deficits maybe their whole life, trying bad diets, attempting to work it out or overtraining, right? Like not really working out or overtraining, just really in need of a diet break, right? Like mostly a diet break. Rarely do we get a client who comes in who's eating in a surplus and we can easily just kind of diet them. So what we do when clients come in, we have like an initial consult. We have an initial form. We have everyone fill out. And then we do like a, we have them start tracking. So our company, we do have clients who don't track, but we do track macros just because it's very easy to give a client data to reverse diet or eat more because we can give them numbers to hit and make sure they're getting enough protein in. They don't have to eat the same things where we're working on healing relationships with food. So food freedom is nice for them too, to be able to include their favorites and then we can work on transitioning them into intuitive eating when we've kind of hit our point. Nice. But we do a log and have them do a, a log before they begin working with us. So we can even see like what types of food you're eating, how many calories you're eating, what your macro split looks like without even really tracking it. And then we'll kind of meet you where you're at. So 
our program specifically has what we call a two-week primer. So it's kind of a meal plan, but it's not a meal plan because we don't give meal plans. But it's more of a two-week recommendation type of foods where they're eating more nutrient-dense foods. We are kind of eliminating gluten and dairy the first two weeks because most people have an intolerance and just refuse to admit it, especially the dairy. <laughs> yeah, well, they're they're both just highly inflammatory. And even if you tolerate like real, like actual, the actual gluten molecule, today's wheat is sprayed with so many pesticides. It's, it's poison. Bad. And that's going to, most of that gluten poison or pesticide, it gets stored in fat cells and then the body doesn't want to release it because if it if it gets rid of the fat cell, that pesticide poison is going into your bloodstream. So yeah. most people, even if you are not intolerant to it, most people feel better and do better in terms of weight loss or detoxing, not eating both of those. I know it's not fun, but I will. I the results that I see in my patients when they cut those things out and, and in my own body personally, like Damn. I feel so much better when I don't eat those. And I was going to say, I don't have celiac, but I eliminate gluten the majority, like as much as I can. And yeah, a noticeable difference. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, it, and, but sometimes I'll have people that will say, oh, I cut it out for two weeks. I didn't really notice the difference. You have to give it at least six to eight weeks of really cutting it out, especially, I mean, if you have celiac and you cut it out for two weeks, you're going to notice a difference. But if you've got like a mild intolerance or if you're just, you know, if we're cutting it out because we want to get rid of the pesticides, it might take a little while for your body to like kind of remove some of the the residue, if you will, from gluten. But yeah, I, I'm I'm not a big fan of gluten or dairy. I think they're they're yeah. they are prohibitors to most people feeling well. They are prohibitors to most people losing weight. Granted, I know this is not an easy thing to cut these things out. And at the time of recording this, we were like right before Christmas. This is all when people come in during this month. I'm like, sorry. So January is a tricky month, or excuse me, De- December is a tricky month to do this, but it, it makes your holiday and your stressful periods of time go even that much more smoothly if you do cut those out because you feel better. Anyways, good soapbox. No, I, agree. I, I get on this, the gluten and the dairy soapbox a lot. The gluten thing definitely frustrates me a little though, because like you said, even one exposure or one eating it type of situation can stay in your body for four to six months and affect yeah. you, especially if you have Hashimoto's type with yes. that, like things oh, like yeah. that, right? Gut health issues. So, and it, it's it's 2022. There's so many alternatives now, but the problem is restaurants haven't all caught up. Yes. So they're they're you know, getting closer, travel, but yeah, yeah. And if you travel a lot, yeah. it does get tricky. Yeah, it gets yeah. tricky. So we do a mini one of those. Like we okay. can definitely tell in two weeks with dairy. You can yep. definitely tell. Yeah. So that at least gets sort of one inflammatory component. And then more just vegetables, more fruits, we have some like herbal teas that we include in there. And then week three, we hit macros. So then we start really tracking, getting them to eat more. 90% of our female clients go into like a reverse diet right away. So eating more slowly. I know there's new data out that's like, you don't need to do reverse diets. You can just go up to maintenance. But the mental shift it takes to eat more food it's not easy for everyone, especially if you've been a chronic dieter. Yes. I think so, and that, that's definitely the hardest thing. If you And I, I've been through that phases in my life where, you know, just because of pure being busy, I didn't eat enough. And then I'm like, wait, I got to fuel myself more. And it just feels like so much food. But it, it is, is so amazing <laughs> how much better you feel when you eat enough food. Like, yeah. And, and not, even, like- not even like the weight, the weight aside, like you just feel feel so much better. You have better energy. You have better sex drive. Your mood is better. Like I sleep. You sleep better. Yeah. Because if you're hungry and your blood sugar is dipping, your sleep's going to be disrupted. And you know, when your body is fed well, it's going to perform well for you. 
So right. it's like it's like gassing up your car or like I drive a I drive a Tesla. So I drive a you know, I drive an electric car. I have to charge my car. And I it's actually this is also a great analogy that I have to go if it gets below, if the miles get below 50, the Tesla starts acting weird because not only does it use the conserving energy. Well, but it uses, you know, it's not just for miles, it uses the electricity to run the music, to run the heat, to run the air conditioning, to run the power steering. Like it uses electricity for everything. So just like in a body. You know, the energy that you put in, it's used for yeah. everything. So, so yeah, when I get below that, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't ever like to have my charge level below like 50 miles because the car starts acting weird. Just like in your body, if you haven't had enough, if your blood sugar starts to get low, you know, you might feel anxious or you might get hot flashes or you might not sleep well or you might be bitchy or, you know, who, who knows? You might, you know, be snap at your children or be mean to your husband. You know, there's a million things that could happen if you're, if your tank's low, if your reserve's low, if your energy level's low. That is one thing I remember from competing when carbs were super low. I was so irritable. Yes. So irritable. <laughs> well, because carbohydrates feed directly into your serotonin production. So oh, yeah. if you don't have you enough carbohydrates, that. you know, and your body, and some people, some people do well on a keto diet, like for other reasons. But if you're not, if you have a high energy production going on and your body's using a lot, yeah, your, your neurochemistry is going to change. And mostly because of what it does to your serotonin. This is why we crave carbs usually when we're like in the winter, when we're feeling depressed, right. we crave sweets because they'll directly get, you know, they'll help with the production of serotonin, which is the feel good, happy hormone. So you can get a little, you can get a little bitchy and down in the dumps if you're not eating enough too. Yep. A hundred percent. So, so we try, even if, even if patients come in or clients, not patients anymore, but even if they come in with like type two diabetes, insulin resistance, PCOS type of situation, we never try and eliminate all carbs. I, I don't want to do that. I don't like doing that. So we'll focus on fiber. We'll maybe make their initial fat macros higher, protein higher, and then slowly change those because you have to yep. adjust macros over time. But everyone gets like a personalized approach, supplement recommendations if we need it. We'll look over blood work if they have it. Cool. You know, so so we work with these clients for anywhere from 12 weeks to I still have clients who've been with me for almost three years. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Depending on what they need. Yeah. But so what's the best way for people to, if they want, if, if listeners are interested in working with you, what's the best way for them to find you? Oh yeah. So I do a ton of stuff through Instagram and this is where Great. I like talk to most people. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at, at dr.dwyer. So at Dr. Dwyer on Instagram, my coaching company is team BDN coaching. So B as in boy, D as in dog, N as in Nancy. We're on Instagram too. There's a website, teambdncoaching.com. Awesome. But yeah, they can check out all of that and just kind of, if they have any questions after listening, just shoot me a DM. It will be me. I will be talking to you. <laughs> awesome. That's great. Yeah, you're fun to follow on Instagram. So that's that's awesome. So this has been a super fun chat. I mean, I think at the end of the day, the take-home message is, again, if, you know, make sure you're working with someone who can help you figure out what your your specific needs are, you know, for your, me- your metabolic needs. Yeah, an individual. It's... And, you know, we were chatting offline about it. it's so important to have someone to support you. You guys know I talk about this almost every episode. Make sure you have someone in your corner who's supporting you. Make sure you feel trust with that person. Like, make sure your nervous system feels safe. Make sure that – and in some of this work that you're doing, you know, sometimes this can be when there's mind shift, mind shift work or mindset work, like, where you have to change, like, hey, this is an old thought pattern I had about food. It might get a little uncomfortable for a minute. Again, so make sure you trust the person that you're working with so that you're like, all right, I'm going to trust this process. I'm going to know that, like, I am going to get results. Because it can feel a little different when you when you go from under eating to, you know, actually eating what what your body needs. 
I was going to say a lot of people think this like hiring a health coach or something like that is purely physical changes, right? Like it's a physical thing, but it is mental up here. It's mental a thousand percent. So yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The mindset, the mindset thing is, is I think the the longer that I practice, the more that I understand that what happens up here, the changes that happen up here are paramount to anything that happens. So like if this changes, everything else in the body will change. And, right. and if this doesn't change, you might see a little bit of a result from maybe something you do. But again, you typically like when this changes, that's when the lifestyle changes will actually become a new lifestyle. They won't be the yeah. thing you did for three weeks and then stopped they will actually become something that is now a part of your routine, right? It will be just what you naturally do. It won't be, it won't be hard. It won't be like, oh yeah, it'll it'll just be like what you do. And like people who have trained for things or who like exercises is part of their second nature. I try to like, if I'm trying to get them to have meditation become, I'm like, think about before you were, you know, before you used to exercise, it used to be hard. It used to suck. It was like something you had to, but once, once it's become part of your actual routine, it's just part of your routine and you just do it and it's not hard anymore. So that's right. again, one, but once this shifts, and I'm not saying that's easy, but you do typically need someone to help you with that, like someone to keep you accountable and make sure that you continue along that path. So anyways, yes. this has been a no. super fun chat and thank you so much for having it with me. And we'll put all your links in the show notes. So if you guys are listening, you can go grab grab her info and we'll tag you on Instagram thank so you can go follow her. And yeah, anything else? <laughs> like yeah. I think we covered no. a lot. It's been great. There's a lot. There's always a lot of uh, always a lot. advice we give out. One of my things is like always making sure people drink enough water too, because oh, everyone's yes. like chronically dehydrated. <laughs> yes. Water and electrolytes too. I'm really big on yes. electrolytes because you got to make sure that there's an electrolyte gradient in the cell so the water goes in there. So make sure you're like properly, properly hydrated. 100%. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. This has well, been fun. Thank you. Yeah. Super fun. Thank you guys. And thank you. We'll see you next week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Dr. Kinney Show. Be sure to follow the show and leave a rating and a review. It supports me so much. Plus, I always love hearing from you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I'll talk to you next week.